This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Dara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Baby, stop. Okay. Stop. Why? Because we're live and you're playing. We're live right now? Yeah. Do what you were just doing so everybody can hear your radio voice. Okay. (laughs) You are listening to the sounds of DJ Bombay. Baby. And his beautiful assistant. Assistant? Okay. My beautiful co-host. Okay. That's more like it. Zara Z and the place to be. You know, DJs don't be having partners. Men love trying to make women subservient. Nah. Like, you under me. That's not true, boo. You call me your assistant, bro. That's not true, baby, boo. wrong with an assistant because I assist you on, like, everything. But we are equals. We are co-hosts. Right. But DJs don't necessarily have partners. Oh, don't, don't, Maybe they do They do have co-hosts. Oh, don't be trying to change it now. See, yeah, I was going to start this podcast off talking about, oh, baby, I love you so much. I miss you. And Man, then I went ahead and made you a subservient. Yep. yep. A subservient slave. <laughs> a doormat rug that's supposed to get down or lay down. Not at all. Not by a long shot. You know what's crazy is we've been getting so many great messages about husbands saying, yo, after listening to your podcast, I realized I don't put my wife first. Like, I don't prioritize her, and I've been neglecting her. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that is? People out here getting taught wrong, just like we was, and you used to be like that. Wow. Oh, man. Really? Baby, you know you were like that. That's in my whole Dying to Submit book. Like, that's... Y'all go to my Instagram at Zara Harrison. It's right in my link. I was like that. You were like that. You didn't think that you had to help. You didn't think that you had to um, clean, Wait wash a minute. dishes. You forgot. You don't remember. I mean, that was a long time ago. That was early in the marriage. That but was the probably point like is the that first. You used to be like that. Two years. <laughs> the point is that you used to be like that. Is the point? And you like I did. Yeah, but buddy. Mm. Yeah, that's that's ugly. And I, and I think most men are like that because they misinterpret the scripture or either they only see that one part that serves them and doesn't serve the wife like you just missed that whole like a lot of people were saying yo when Ishan said um you know you really ready to take a bullet for your family but you ain't ready to die for them daily like just how yeah. our personal walk with God we have to kill our flesh daily you're supposed to lay your, like, your life down for your wife daily. And right. men were like, yo, I don't do that. And I thought that was huge that a lot of men were coming to that resolution. Yeah, that was big. I love that. I think that's that was just big. amazing to learn how to love your wife the way that Yeshua is supposed to love. And I'm going to explain it. Don't tell me not to explain it. <laughs> please Yeshua, don't explain Yeshua, if this is your first time here in our podcast, please go back to listen to episode one. Because if you don't go back to the back, we talk about things from the older episodes. So go back and start at episode one so it'll make sense to you. But Yeshua... Don't explain it. I'm going to explain it. Most likely, 
who y'all call Jesus Christ, spoke Hebrew. He didn't speak English. We know that they didn't speak English. Right. We know that's that's clear. But what most people don't realize when you read scripture is that they didn't call him Jesus. He was that's a fact. most likely called his native Hebrew tongue name, which was Yeshua. Yeah. That's a fact. And I talked about this before. Like, why you start calling him that? I start calling Jesus Yeshua, because that's his native name, when I first saw the Passion of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't want to watch no daggone subtitles. I can't enjoy the movie having to look at the screen and these little words. And then here come the mother kept saying, yeah, sure. I'm like, why she keep calling him that? <laughs> and then it's like, it hit me. You do know they ain't speak English. So what do you think they spoke? Hebrew. And I was like, oh, snap. I'm going to call Jesus. Yeshua," Because I felt closer to him calling him that yeah. native name. Yeah. So anyway. People didn't want to really love their wives like Yeshua says to do it because they missed that part. And then you talked about it and we kind of had our back and forth and then it gave people revelation. And I thought that was dope because we also said that on the last episode is y'all don't come in here expecting nothing specific, specific, listen to the conversation and get what the Holy Spirit wants to give you. That's right. And that's beautiful that people were getting that. Like, that episode wasn't even about that. It wasn't. See what I'm saying? That episode was about having sex before a marriage and how, you know, it messes up that marriage when you step out and you do that. And people was taken away that I don't put my wife first. See what the Holy Spirit will do? That's dope. That's amazing. If you leave room, he will do things that you can't even imagine. He will show you things you're not looking for. And that happens in Scripture all the time. It's Mm -hmm. been many times where I've run to the Bible, run to the book, and I'm looking up a specific scripture to see a specific thing, and then he shows me like well, two, three other things, and I'm like, well, he show I wasn't even looking for this. And so that's that's good. But I think um, I like to see the brothers step up and reply and comment what they commented because it's like right. it helps remove all the Sticking. macho yeah. Machismo, the controlling, the, domineering, the, the dominating. domineering, the yeah. I'm the king. Yeah, you, you know are what I'm a king because you my king. Dude. Yeah, but you are you my know, lowercase king. Yeah, but you, you if are. you got to keep declaring that, but you got to tell everybody that's that. That's what I'm saying. A good king ain't got to do that. Exactly. A good king, the people that are in relationship with him want to serve. Exactly. That's and that's point. like when you start to see the value in that, when you start to see the value in just being known mm-hmm. as as kingly, mm-hmm. being known as uh, somebody that people should have reverence for or mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's the value, not going around trying to declare it about yourself and demand it from people, demanding it from your family, demanding it from everybody. It's like... And I'm gonna speak right from personal experience. When you used to do that, it just made me want to. It just made me want to disrespect you more, right? Because I felt like you were disrespecting my humanity by talking to me like I'm just like this. I'm beneath you. But when you really started loving me, I was like so much more in love with you, and just like, oh my gosh, it just you did. You didn't even have to say it anymore because you started to love me right, and then I was like. Oh, okay. Like it softened me, cause see, 
men always saying that are controlling you too hard and they don't realize they made her that way. Mm. Like Talk you made it. her hard Talk about because it. you don't love her right. And then you're complaining that she's too hard. Talk if you want to soften her up, then love her right and she'll soften. That's but a, a lot of times like you created that hard woman and now you mad because this is just naturally what happens is it's a part of human nature to create and develop a defense mechanism against hurt and pain. Our body is designed like that. So you think the women of today who have that type of response or that type of attitude have been coerced into being this way or? I will say that if they weren't that way before and now they are, look at you. You Mm. probably caused it. If they were always like that, somewhere along the line in their life, like through abuse or childhood, something happened, some kind of trauma happened. You're not just like that from nothing. If she was so sweet and so in love and you loved her and you just thought she was all of this, and now you're like, yo, she's so hard. She don't do nothing. She don't listen, yo. I swear, yo, I can't. You probably created that quote-unquote monster that you call her. Mm. By not loving her the right way. Yeah. Like, learn how to love the right way. And it ain't gonna... She's not gonna respond immediately. So what's the right way? the longer way? the damage has been done, the longer it's gonna take for you to repair it. And so, once you... Can I get my sentence out? Though? Yeah, go ahead. Get that sentence out. Girl. I know I'll be cutting you off, too. We be cutting off Girl, get other. that sentence out, girl. But I lost my point. That's what happened when you cut me off, bro. That's why I stopped. I don't know what I was you saying, You cut yourself though. off. I don't remember what I was saying. You oh, cut the longer off. you have caused her that pain, the longer it takes to make her softer. And another thing I wanted to bring up, too, you can't be girlfriend and boyfriend out here claiming husband and wife privileges. Oh, that's a fact. Like, it's a few people that are like, yeah, he need to love me. Like, no, 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 no. I hate to use the word sweetheart, but no, sweetheart, no. If you're not his wife, this you can't call certain blessings into your life that God says is reserved for me. Yo, I be I be telling people that like having conversation with certain brothers, and I'm like, you sitting here complaining that she's behaving and expecting things like a wife would when you're treating her like a wife, but you're with withholding certain privileges. Right. You know, like like you're you guys are being intimate. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything that a husband and wife would do, mm-hmm. yet you, you want to claim want her to hold you accountable to like husband exactly. type stuff. But then you she, doing she not stuff my wife. that only right. But so it's like you can't like you, you, you're 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 in a whole confused relationship. The whole relationship is confused. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lord sets the Lord sets sets up certain standards. He he sets up a certain rhythm, certain protocol, certain puts put things into certain place in order to, you know, do things the way that should be done. Like mm-hmm. he sets up, okay, this is first, this is second, this yep. is third. He he sets it up so that it can be properly, you know, so everything can be right and exact the way it needs to be. When you start doing things out of place or doing things out of turn, mismanaging things, and now you get the the chaos that you have. Without you know, without obeying the Most High, so I'm so it's in crazy. love with you. What? I'm so in love with you. Girl, don't be talking to me like that on this podcast. Cause you didn't used to know that it used to be so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you come so far, like you really love me, like well. Sure do. And I'm just so in love with you for just loving me well, like you know. 
hear yeah. you talk that talk. Like, yeah, you wasn't talking that talk when we first got married. You, I'm just like, I wasn't. I felt like I was just losing my mind and my whole self trying to get you to pay attention to how to love me. Like, it, you were so domineering. You I know? mean, I thought I had to be. And I know? and I guess. Two, I, I was talking to somebody else about this. Like, when you grow up and you're watching a man abuse your mom, you might feel like, I'll never do that, but it's planting a seed teaching you that this is how you treat her. This yes, is indeed. how you communicate with her. This is how you talk to her. And you saw that most of your childhood, and then you get in our marriage and you expect it to not show up. That's unrealistic. Right. It showed up. So you never you know, like beat me up and stuff like that. But I felt like I was getting beat up emotionally because you didn't know how to love me. And then you would just, you need to learn how to submit. And it was just like, the more I tried to submit, the worse you would get. So I had to say, I can't submit to you like that because you don't know how to lead. Until he learns how to lead, I can't submit to him the way that God says to do it. Now, why would we be thinking the louder we yell the more somebody going to get it. Like, for a lot of men, I feel like, and I'm not trying to bash men, but I know just speaking personally, it's like you feel like, you know, if I tell her she got to submit, she needs to submit, or she needs to, you know, get in line, she needs to act right. But you know, that'd be manipulation, like, it, though. It, it does. Don't, I don't that's, think y'all that's be thinking that's actually going to work. I think y'all think if I manipulate her into thinking she's not, she will. And right. it works for a little while. But if you know Depending God, woman. like I did, God starts showing you, you know that ain't that ain't how he leads. So you, I told you to submit to Godly leadership, not to that nonsense. That's right. And I was like, oh, snap. So I ain't got to submit to that. I told you to submit to Godly leadership. I think that was the point of your book too, the yeah. dying to submit book. It was, and, and another in point of the book, I don't mean to give it away, but was that sometimes when you are submitting to ungodly leadership, and you find yourself having to, it's a choice you made. Mm. And I say that in the book, me fornicating because it takes two to fornicate. Getting pregnant out of wedlock caused a whole host of disaster that I had to submit to because of a choice that I made. Yes, indeed. So sometimes you you find yourself having to submit to something that is just, oh my gosh, crucifying to your flesh because something choice you made. It would, I mean, I got to get the book if you see what I'm talking about. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like so in love with you and I'm so glad that I can say that. I never fell out of love with you, but it was just harder to love you when you were... Uh, dominating me you know like I was in love with you but I'm like why do you treat me like this yeah. I'm not some hard stone rock and then you made me a hard rock and then you mad at me because of what you made right. I'm like bruh but you did the work you really like for years you just took time to like unlearn those bad things and then you just started to like love me and the damage was kind of reversed. We still got some stuff we got to work on. We just talked about this at the beach the other day. Mm-hmm. But as far as me knowing you love me and knowing that I have a voice and all knowing praise, that, you know what I'm saying? All praise to the most I got. I know that. So I love you for that. And I love you too. I'm glad you could say that. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, you couldn't always say that. And um, it feels good to have your wife say that. To have your wife acknowledge 
your growth, I think, is uh, that is wonderful for a man to hear. You know, like that that does great things for my um, mm-hmm. my confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was telling you before, men. You know, a lot of us, when our wife say we can do something. You know, we feel like superheroes. We feel like Superman. It's like we we might not be confident in in a certain thing, but then our wives, you know, just come up to us. You know, you'll come up to me, and be like, "Oh, baby, yeah, yeah uh, you can do that. Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, you can do that well." And it's like, mm-hmm. man, can I? I'm like she said, I could. So it's like you just feel like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna knock it out now. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my thing." But um, you know, so I I, I think women. You know, a lot of women might not be aware of their power. Some women are because, you know, I'm pretty sure you do that when you're trying to get me to do something. You might throw me a compliment because that's going to make me do it faster. I don't be manipulating you like that. I know you've seen that kind of stuff in the movies where people like, girl, just sweet talk him until you get what he want. I think that's kind of Jezebelish. So I don't manipulate you like that, like trying to sweet talk you to get what I want. Not on, not like in a serious way. But I'm I just think not built if like it's that. like if it's like you you want me to you know change the filter and the air conditioner and I'm like I don't know if I can do that right now because I got to run to the store or something and you pat me on the back nah baby I think you can do it now. I think you can knock that out right now right before you go like I. You, I mean, you've I'll done be, I'll that do kind of thing before. Way, yeah, yeah, but joking. But I will never do it like but in it's a manipulative like, way, like trying to get my way out of you. I know some women do do that. Like yeah. they know I can sweet talk him in, but I just, I don't, I don't think that's authentic. So I just, I just, unless unless I really mean that, I don't do it. Like that's people good. will say that and they don't really mean it, and you know what I mean. I just, I that's don't want to do that to you. I don't know. So that's good to know. But that brings us to this point of God made my life worse, in quotations. And I know a lot of people feel that way about God. Like, you know, and I also wanted to say before we get into this, people need to understand that it's not, this podcast is not just believers. We actually have unbelievers who listen to this podcast. Like people who don't really walk with God. We've gotten a few messages from people like, yo, I don't really follow God or I just start getting following God again because I heard y'all or whatever. It's, I never heard nobody so transparent, transparent about God. So they're like coming back into their relationship with God like through his spot. It's so dope. So when we talk it's and dope. I be explaining stuff, people are like, why are you explaining it? Every believer knows that because everybody that's listening to this isn't a believer. Not a believer. So this is why we try to break things down a little bit more. But um, it's a scripture that I wanted to bring up. From Hebrews twelve eleven, my favorite. I know you 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 try to stick to the King James version. Well, the 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 original King James, I like probably the best. The the sixteen hundred one, the one mm-hmm. that has the it includes the apocrypha and all that. The original King James. Yeah, I mean, I but you like that. that. But I love you like Amplified. that amp. Oh, I love the Amplified because I'm a writer, and yeah. I feel like it actually amplifies the text. Like, because when you really study um, scripture, obviously, again, it wasn't English, so it was translated into English for us. So some of the words that they have in those languages we don't have in English, so they yeah. had to find the best word they felt fit. Yeah. And so the Amplified version won't just give you one word; it'll give you multiple words so you can understand what that word probably was most 
closest to meaning. Indeed. That's why I love the Indeed. Amplified version. I like the Amplified too. Like it, it really it, it goes above and beyond. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it to you. I'm gonna read you Hebrews twelve eleven in the ESV, and then I'm gonna read you Hebrews twelve eleven in the Amplified version, and you're gonna see how it. You'll see. I mean, not the ESV, the King James version, and then I'm gonna read you the um Amplified version. So let's do it. He, Transparency the Podcast with Ishan and Zara. Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Transparency the Podcast for more information plus recent updates. Hebrews 12:11 in the King James Version, it says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Mm-hmm. I used to hate the King James Version when I first gave my life to God because I'm be like, before I gave my life to God, nothing in the Bible made sense. Right. I'm like, what the heck is this thing talking about? I would never understand this. It was like being in one of my AP English classes in high school and I just used to be like, when you read literature, I don't, I don't want to read this <laughs> crap. What? I don't know what he just talk regular, right, bro. Right. That's so real. I never wanted to read the King James Version when I didn't know God. When I did know God, because he enlightened you, you it makes sense. Yeah. But I still didn't like the way it was the language. written. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But the, I the, value the, it now because I do. The Shakespearean yeah, language. I do value it because according to most things that we've studied, that's supposed to be the closest to like the original. Yeah. But I still like the Amplified. So let's listen to what the Amplified says for Hebrews 12, 11. It says, for the time being, no discipline brings joy, mm. but seems sad and painful. Yet to those who have been trained by it afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And then in um, parentheses, it has right standing with God and a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and purpose. So it kind of breaks it down mm. more to you. Now, love it. The ESV version just puts it real simple. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that scripture up because I feel like people that feel like God made their life worse are not realizing that sin actually made their life worse. And God is just holding you accountable to to Mm. what you did so you can learn from it so you Mm. can make your life better. Mm. Mm. Yo, that's so real. Like, for real. There's people out here mad at God over something that they did. Right. Right. And he's just trying to discipline you and give you a consequence for what you did to make your life better, not to make it worse. In line. Because the the word says those who got disciplines, he loves. Like, if he don't love you, he ain't disciplining you. You can go ahead and be out there. Nothing to you. He ain't even gonna, yeah, he ain't doing nothing to you. If he don't love you, you see that discipline and you get upset, you crazy. Yeah, I'm just so crazy you said that because I was just looking at Proverbs 12, 1 and it says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. It's a fact. That's why we in this thing. We in this thing to be corrected. You know, it's the fool that says, nah, don't correct me. Don't, 
don't you know? I, I feel what I want to feel. I think how I want to think. You my interpretation hate me is my interpretation. You keep disciplining me. I've been there. Yeah. God, why do they get to run out here and do whatever they want? And as soon as I do something, you straight convicting me. I'm all in trouble in the corner. For real. Why I can't go out there and do what I they what I want to do real. like they doing? And God, like no, because I got you over here for a re- no. Sit your behind down. And I'm mad at God. And right. God is like, I'm doing this because I love you. You're set apart. You can't do what they do. Yo, that's so sobering. That's sobering. How does that make you feel? Don't start getting me starting to cry. Don't do that. Why would you do that? You know hey, every time I talk about the love of God, I can break down because of everything that he's done for me. Like I'm out to cry right now. Right. Let it out. I don't want to cry on here. Come on, man. Cause people, people will really res- <sighs> that'll resonate with people. Man, okay. Shed so tears. Let's let's talk about the fact that I was molested when I was younger, and I share my story in my novel um, based on the character Rhythm. It, it came to pass. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram at Zara Harrison, all my books are listed there. But that novel goes through my story, and um, that shows it's fiction. But it's based on my life. So one of the hardest things that I encountered was, one, being molested. Two, not having an earthly father who loved me. And three, not having a, having my mother there in my adult years. She was kind of, you know, she was, she was pretty present as a child, even though I lived with my grandmother on and off. But um, just in my adult years, like when I had children, I really wanted her there. Yeah. And I didn't have her so I've dealt with abandonment because I don't I don't have two fathers and I'm dealing with sexual trauma that just warped my mind. Two fathers, two parents. Mm. I didn't have both of my parents, my mother mm. and my father. Yeah, you said two fathers. <clears throat> oh I did? Mm. My bad. So I didn't have both of my parents. And so you feel very alone. You feel like you're not good enough. You just you deal with abandonment. You're waiting for everybody to leave you at every minute because your mother and your father wasn't really, you know, present like that. Yeah. And people think just because you know who your parents are and you see them that they're present, it's not the same thing. Right. I knew where my mother lived. I knew where my father lived and saw them some uh, on and off. But that, that doesn't mean they were present. It's the same thing in marriage. You could be right in the same bed with somebody and you feel alone right. because they're not feel present. Like you're miles apart. Yeah, because they're not present. So it doesn't matter whether you physically see them. Are they present? Are they there? Do they nurture you? Do they help you grow? Do they lead and guide you and love you? You know indeed, what I mean? Indeed. So I didn't have that. And um, God was the first person, first being to give me that. And I can't even go into the many ways on this podcast, but oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't. Why are you doing this to me? That's a blessing to rejoice. Take take a moment to rejoice and see. I do know. it all the time, but it's just like Remember. the love of God is. I don't know how it is for people who've had, who haven't been abandoned and haven't been sexually abused and have had their parents and stuff like that. Maybe they don't. When they encounter God, it's like they kind of know that love a little bit. But when you never really knew that love, and mm. then you know it. Yeah. 
it's nothing I will ever not do for God because I'm like, how do you love me so much? And I remember talking to um one of my college roommates and she was like, yo, your love for God is just so crazy. Like, I don't get it because he lets you be molested. So how do you love somebody like that lets you be molested? Like he's mm. in control. He could have stopped it mm. and he didn't. So how are you so in love with somebody that let that happen to you? Mm. And I didn't have an answer for her because right. I never thought about it that way. I Until only she thought said it. about I think so. I yeah. can't recall. I, it may have crossed my mind and then you kind of just dismiss it. But That's a heavy question. It's a very heavy question, but it was just like yes, God could have stopped it. But look what he brought out of it. Like I helped so many women because of my own personal trials. Yeah. Down to this podcast, women contacting me and husbands. Yeah. Like, yo, what you... Yeah, you got people that's mad at me because I'm speaking up and I'm disrupting their home if they listen to this and they want to continue to control their wives. Right. They don't like me. No man like that like me. Even when I meet women in real life, the husbands see where I stand, they don't want their wife hanging with me because it's like, oh, man, you're going to cause her to rise up in who she is in God. And I want to keep her down so I can do what I want. Yeah. But that's not a real man. Not at all. But you have people contacting me glad that I'm saying the things that I'm saying and have I never heard a woman speak like that. I never I'm like, really in 2020? You haven't? Like we in 2020. <laughs> you haven't heard I'm the first person. Like and this is real because they don't Especially I guess, a woman in a stable marriage who've been married over a decade. Yeah. You know, like hearing a a, a single woman talk like this, that's the norm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and 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 they'll go even further into that whole feminism thing, and and, and you know to go further. But for somebody who stands up and says, "Hey, this is how I feel. This is what I think. This is what God's word says," mm-hmm. it's like that might not be that might not be the norm on this side. So yeah, people are yeah. shocked. People be surprised. Yeah, I'm like, hey, bring it on. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You should be convicted. You should be inspired. You should be encouraged. Do you ever feel a way, though? Like, when you listen back to this and you hear us getting into what we get into, like, who you talking up to like that? Yo, you should have said that. Don't what, lie. Don't what, lie. What, what I tell you pride. about that voice, though? Listen That's to that. Voice. that. That voice is That's not my voice. voice. Y'all, go back to episode one. I told you. That, when I talk about, when I, when I imitate you, that's your voice. My voice. Do and you no, ever go, no, no she's sitting here saying that. I should have chucked her. Yo, that guy, <laughs> that voice, <laughs> that guy sounds like he's hungry and he's not smart. But um, do you ever feel nah, like that though when I don't, you listen I don't, no, back? I, like, because I mean, this is our real life. This, yeah, I, I don't feel that way. This, no, this is our it's real different life. when we have these conversations in private. I'm talking about when it's now it's public, and so people are hearing your voice, your voice. Your wife speak her voice to you. Speak a fake voice. No, I'm talking oh, about oh, when I voice. speak yeah, my voice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your voice. And your some voice. men feel like that's <clears throat> you disrespecting him. Sit down. You need to get in your place. You need to get in line. Wow. You need to sit down. You need to shut your <laughs> wife. Man, your wife got a mouth on her. She need to shut up. Yeah, people hate that. I know they do. I know they feel it. Um, I don't. I don't feel that way anymore. I mean, initially, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, when I was under bad understanding, when mm-hmm. I was I was under false understanding. Yeah, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think men don't like it because 
it it it, it represents opposition, mm. and people don't like opposition. But mm. listen, when you resistance is healthy. When you training, getting your body in shape, when you you know working out, what do you depend on? You better give that analogy. Resistance. You better give that analogy. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. <laughs> you know, you lifting a that's weight true. that is resisting you. It builds you though, it's right? It's building Dang, you baby, and making you stronger. That's good. But it's resisting you. Yeah. It's not bending over and you know kneeling down and letting right. you step over it and walk on it. Because you get no strength nah, that way, right? None. None, and for for a man that, that prefers a wife that's just quiet, you know, submissive, don't say nothing, don't challenge you. Like man, that's clown stuff. Not submit, not submissive is a good thing, but no. mutual submission. But when you it's mean, just when when it, it's all people's, she it, it's people's understanding. There's a lot of men's understanding right. of sub, of submissive. That's wrong. Yeah. And and for a, a lot of men that I've known, conversations I've had, and even my own understanding before, it was just like you keep your mouth shut, mm-hmm. you agree. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anything to say, it should be to help what I'm saying, right? Not, Not to, to oppose it oppose or challenge it, it or challenge it. None of that. No, as add on to what I'm saying, agree with me, and let me make the final decision. And if you disagree, you say, you don't support me. You know what I'm saying? You don't support. And I'm like, I don't support you because I'm giving you an angle that you can't see as your neck. Yo. I am supporting you because I want you to see this so that you don't miss this part of what you're trying to do. That's it. God said it's not good that man be alone. Why? Why? You know, my understanding with that, you know, is something that, like, I believe when we read scripture, um, because there are many different interpretations of scripture, um, there have been many different translations, and with mm-hmm. those translations, um, with some script, with some uh, Bibles, there's even transliterations mm-hmm. of certain words and all of that. So it can be confusing mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. But I think when we have the Holy Spirit right. leading us, right. we understand how to interpret certain things. So you can read something like you just read those two scriptures from two different um, translations. Yeah. But you can still get God's truth. You can right. still see the same thing in those two translations. Yeah, but just some translations that's saying something totally different. Exactly. Yo, it's exactly. like yo, you better be careful exactly. with some of them so translations you need, out there. Right. Well, you yeah. need God's Holy Spirit to right. interpret things for you. He's right. our. He, he's the greatest teacher that yeah. we'll ever have. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, leading us um, into all wisdom, leading us into all truth. I love you so much. So. I am so in love with you. Stop flirting with me. Because I'm like, you don't understand. So they don't know we've been talking all this weekend about the hard parts of our marriage in the past, in the beginning. And I just love to hear you talk like this because you weren't in that place before. And it was... It was so hard. Our Our marriage, like, it was like, yo, I don't know how we're gonna make it. Like... I guess if I was like a weak-willed woman, I would have just dealt with that. But because I know who I am in God, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be who I am in God and still be with Mm -hmm. a man who is not leading your way. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so that when I hear you talk like this, people be like, oh, he turned me on when he got muscles or he got money. No, no I'd be like... Oh, when you no talk muscles. like that, I'll be like, yes. What, about, I ain't got no what muscles, you doing then? after this podcast? 
<laughs> Look, ahead. back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, like so in Romans, um, scripture says that we should be renewing our mind daily. Yeah. Right? So we should be going and consulting God's word daily mm-hmm. because without that, we'll get lost in the sauce. Like we'll get lost in what this world is telling us. The world is feeding us images. The world is feeding us ideas, ideals, understandings. The world has its worldly wisdom out here. All these things are trying, are, are vying for our attention and trying to occupy, occupy space in our minds. Mm-hmm. And so God's word is the thing that centers us, mm-hmm. that keeps us back, mm-hmm. that, that keeps us right in place, right. That, that positions us in right. the place right. of where God wants us to be. And right. so we have to continually consult God's word. If we don't, we'll get caught up in all these other things. And so it's like a man who's been given a wife, been blessed by God with a wife that has an alternative perspective than he has, Mm -hmm. you know, a man that may have been um, swayed by Mm -hmm. some things that he's he's seen, that Mm -hmm. he's heard, Mm -hmm. that he's watched, Mm -hmm. and now he's about to make a decision. Here the wife comes with godly understanding or godly wisdom Mm -hmm. to help him see things clearly. If he you know, like it's 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 the help. Yo. So you don't get off. It's Yo. like to re- oh, remember you said this, or remember God says this. Remember, Yo. remember this. You know the revelation I just got by hearing you. What's that? The title of this episode five is "God Made My Life Worse." Hmm. You know how many husbands feel like their wife made their life worse. Oh, man. man, that's popular. The same thing. And remember, we've been talking about the fact that the closest thing to the love of God is a woman. Right. That she demonstrates that right. love in that way. Right. And you have here, God made my life worse. Mm-hmm. And you hear so many husbands saying, my wife made my life worse. Mm. That's crazy. Why? Because they're trying to, in most cases, hold you accountable hold to you God. accountable to what God's word said. Well, even things that you said before. No, but this what I don't understand. Maybe you can explain this to me as a man. Because it be men that use the word of God to do what they want. And these scriptures are in here. But they're using it maliciously to selfishly. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you take a scripture? How do men take a scripture just to satisfy something that they selfishly want to obtain and then say the woman is getting the way of something they're trying to do for God? How do men do that and then don't see that that's not God? Because you've been there before, I think. In the beginning, just kind of, not man, you would never manipulate God's word, but you would see a scripture and be like, it say it right here. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, but let's look at the context. No, women supposed to keep their mouth shut. Because I think at one point, you were not really comfortable with me kind of like, you know, speaking up about spiritual matters because there are scriptures where they tell women that they can't speak in mm. scripture. And there are some scriptures that say though, if the woman want to get 
you know, an understanding about ask God as her husband. Mm. And then you hear so many women who are, you know, then that makes them feel like I don't get wisdom from you. You only get it from me. So right. they, they miss the context of those things. But how and why do you think that the same way that people say God made their life worse, that husbands also feel like they're a godly wife? Now, I'm not talking about a a wife who's ungodly. Because right. an ungodly wife will make your life worse. Right, that's a fact. Because they, they're, they're led by a different spirit. So they're, they're going to make your life worse. But I'm talking about a godly wife. How and why do men who say they love God feel like my wife is making my life worse? Why do they say and do that? I think those men... Hey, enjoying this free podcast? Want to support your hosts? Go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support to find out how. Those, those are men who don't want to be held accountable to God's word. Those, those are men that want to use and manipulate God's word to use and manipulate people. And it's like a man has a way in his mind. That seems like the right way. Wait, what's that? Like scripture, scripture says, and yeah. then it leads to death. And it's like when you listen, when you listen to other men, when you follow the traditions of man and all of that, you can have an understanding of what you need to be doing as a man of God that is flawed and that is purely and solely um, beneficial to you, and not for other people. And those other people might include your wife, your children, your family. And so, yeah, when somebody's holding you accountable to what God's word says and it goes against what you want or how you feel or what you think, it can it can be annoying because it's like I'm trying to do something. And here you go. Keep bringing up the truth. You know, that's that's um that's hard for a lot of people to swallow. But that challenge is a beautiful challenge. And if the man receives the um, the lesson in that, he can grow. What do you think the lesson is, and 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 what what when you say in the lesson in that, what is that? In adhering to godly counsel, even if mm. it's from your wife, mm. you know, which is the closest person to you, which is the one that sees and knows pretty much everything about you. Which is the person who, if somebody's going to hold you accountable, it should be your wife, the person you do life with. Because everybody else see you, you know, they might see you through rose-colored glasses. Yeah, definitely. They might see you, you know. Especially being married to you. I'm going to tell you that's the truth. So so what's your experience? My experience has been because you have a blue check and because you have reached Billboard and you have thousands of followers and people love your music and it is life-changing, they think that that's who you are all day long. Mm. And I've had people tell me, do you I heard know? That laugh. I heard that laugh. <laughs> I love you. I think I'm your biggest fan at the end of the day. Like I literally, you know that, nah, but man, you're you still know. human. Like right. people think that, yo, people don't know the stuff that we've been through. Like they don't know. They don't know the things even that I've had to endure in your growth. And then they get mad, like, you picking on Ishan. Look, this is our story. When we got together, you weren't 
spiritually mature. Like you, you're not who you were today. Like, this is what it was. Like, stop getting mad at me because my husband wasn't who he is now. And you want me to act like he was, he wasn't. I was not. He wasn't, yo. Like he wasn't. And that caused me a lot of. Y'all better chill out too. Like, watch your mouth. For real. Don't don't be, (laughs) don't come at my wife. On, on in these comment sections or whatever talking about oh. you know what about what you did if, if we talking about things that I did um to hurt my family to hurt my wife or to mislead or to you know cause turmoil or, you know like we we need to deal with that right. you know and you know I don't need none of y'all out there trying to tell us how to do it or when to do it you know yeah. Don't get they, me upset, man. Because they do. Like, they, they are... And I hate the word fan because then it makes people idolize you. So that's why I say I'd rather you just be a supporter of what God is doing in his life through his music than a fan because then you're making an idol out of him. But people have. They've made an idol out of you. And if I say something different than how they view you, I'm under attack. You know what I mean? It's like your mouth or don't say that about Ishan or leave him alone and... Why is she talking to him like that on a podcast? So what? Like, just you know, I just I get stuff like that, and it, it bothers me sometimes. Sometimes I just be like, whatever, delete, block, because I ain't got time for it. You come at me once sideways, block. If I don't know you, block. You block. If I know you, I'm gonna have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not playing with people, so you'll get blocked like real quick. But people block parties like for real, for real. But people do that, and I'm like, you don't, you wasn't, you wasn't there. When we went through some of the hardest times in our marriage. So don't tell For me real. how I need to respond about For my real. story. Y'all wasn't there, man. I love you. I don't... You know what I mean? Like, I love you. Like, despite all of that, I lo- like, I- I'm still in love with you. But I'm not going to pretend that it didn't happen. That's real. Cause, because I love you. And just like scripture says, whom God loves, he disciplines. And it's not that I'm disciplining you. But another form of discipline is accountability. And I'm going to hold you accountable to what happened. Because if I never had held you accountable, where would we be today? Man, we wouldn't be together. And you would be out there with five baby moms. Six. Seven. Five and a half. <laughs> no, we joking, <laughs> but you would. Like, if I would have never stood up would. to that and, no, I honestly I, would. and I'm held just you accountable and just told you the yeah. truth about where you were and prayed and fasted for you, you would not be the man that people idolize today to get mad at me when I say something. You wouldn't even be him. That's a fact. So. You, 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 you dropping nothing but facts. So, yeah. But anyway, um, you know, you were talking about there's a way that, uh, you know, a man thinks is right, and not just men, but women. The scriptures use the word man, but in Amplified version of Proverbs 14, 12, it says there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. And I feel like that's why a lot of um, men get mad at their godly wife for giving them godly counsel and wisdom is because they swear it looks so good. Yo, it seems right and appears straight because they can't see the death on the end. And for whatever reason, it's like we can as wives. Like, we see it, and y'all will just not see it. That's why I think it's so special, like, when you have a godly woman, you have a godly wife in your life, like, she literally sees what you can't see. That's the... It's beautiful. 
people be thinking that's a problem. Like, it's not a problem. That's beautiful. You know, when you got an ulterior, or not ulterior, but you got an alternative perspective on a situation that you think is so clear. Like, we've had that happen many times where I'm just like, yo, this is the way. This is the plan. <laughs> this is going to work. All we got to do is do this and do that and do that and do that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work out perfectly. I see it. It's clear as day. I feel like the Lord brought it to me. I've done that. Many times. I th- I, this is a blessing from God. This is really from the Father. I prayed about it. I see this really taking off and doing well. This and is you gonna, felt this like gonna I was us. in the way of it, and I was and making your you life go. worse. Here you go. It, uh, I don't think so. I think it's not a good idea. I don't think it's um, um, a blessing from God. I think you may have misheard. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's crazy. No, this is definitely from God. This is <laughs> definitely a blessing. This is going to have great uh, 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 great results. And then it doesn't. And you don't never say, I told you so. But it's many, 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 many occasions <laughs> where you could have been like, told you so. You know? And so... We, we, we have so much power as, as men. We have so much power. We have so much leverage in life when we listen to our godly wives. Because a godly wife, we never trying to tell you nothing to hurt you. It's always to make you better. Anytime I've ever told you something you didn't want to hear or you felt like it was in the way of what your plans were, I swear it's, ne- it's always because I'm like, I don't want you to be hurt or I don't, you know, God even had to show me that about myself. Like some things in the beginning of our marriage, I used to cry out to God, like, why can't he just get this? And God would be like, well, how did you get it? You had some things you just had to go through. And if you love him and you in marriage and he don't get it and he ain't listening, that's who you chose. So, you're going to have to, some things, you're going to have to ride out with him. You're going to have to be by his side as right. he learns it. But then, you know, and I had to learn that. But then you get to a point where you're like, all right, let's stop learning by touching the stove and getting burnt. Let's start learning by some, by saying, hearing, don't do that. Don't look. Well, let me see if it burned first. No. And that was our thing, I think, in marriage, too, is just, like, let's learn through wisdom instead of experience. Like, How did, let, how, how did that make you feel, though, like, those times when I, uh, and, 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 and let me be clear, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that men should just listen and, and do whatever your wife says when she says it. It's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you're making a decision about something that that's something that you're making a decision about affects you and your family. Don't just affect you. Yeah, I think that's what we're saying is make sure that don't make the decision just for you. It has to be best for everybody involved, not just you. Absolutely. So consider what your wife is saying. She's in it with you. Right. That what she's saying might not be the right thing. What you saying might not be the right thing, but y'all talking to each other might find the right thing. Exactly. You together. may figure out right. the right thing together. You know, so tell me how that made you feel when I've done something um you I, I would call idiotic <laughs> um in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the moment I was like, nah, there's no way. This this gotta be this gotta work. But in hindsight I look uh, that was that was that wasn't smart. So how did you feel 
knowing knowing it wasn't smart, watching me go through it anyway, watching me make the decision anyway, and then, you know, having to deal with the consequences afterwards. Talk to me. I'm going to always be honest and transparent. I you need that, that from about you. Me. It made me feel like I made the wrong choice in marrying you. Mm. It made me feel like I married the wrong person. Mm. Mm. That's what it made me feel like. Every time it made me feel like, God, I made the wrong choice because this is not who I thought he was. And he's taking our family through this unnecessary suffering. Some suffering is necessary. But some suffering is unnecessary. And we went through unnecessary suffering. And that caused me to feel like I chose the wrong man. Mm. (laughs) Shots all on my chest. (laughs) I loved you. It's never been an issue of whether I still love you. It's always been an issue of, dang, did I... Did I do the right thing? No, because like, if I did the right thing, why am I suffering for it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so it just made me feel confused. It brought confusion because now mm. I can't look at you the right way. Right. You know right. what I mean? And um, I'm so glad we're out of that place. So <laughs> it was so hard, but um, yeah, no, and it and it. And it hurt because I didn't want to look at you that way. You know what I mean? Like, I loved you. And I'm like, I know when I you we stood at the justice of peace and, you know, married each other. Like, I was scared because, you know, it was we didn't have no support. Our families weren't there. You know what I mean? So it was I felt alone, like I'm doing something and I don't have support. Is that another sign that this is wrong? Right. And so then when these things in life come up, it was almost like confirmation. See, mm-hmm. you did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. See, you shouldn't have married him. See, see. And then you feel like you you just, you married the wrong person. Um, so I'm glad that you've, God has changed your heart and through a lot of prayer and fasting and just like talking and, and sometimes conflict that God showed you the way to lead so that I don't feel like that anymore. I don't know when the last time I felt like that, but, um, it was probably like maybe five years ago though. I've, that was the last time I felt like that. Mm. And you was like, really? And I was like, I do. I do. I feel like I married the wrong person sometimes because of mm. these things. That's why it's so important for husbands to lead well because you're confusing your wife and you're breaking her spirit mm. and you're putting her into a place of darkness mm. when you don't lead her well because now she's battling with things that she shouldn't have to battle for. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So mm. I'm just mm. like so glad that um we're out of that place so that I don't have to wrestle with that confusion of yeah. I don't think I'm supposed to be with him. Right. But God hates divorce. Now what I'm supposed to do. Right. All praise to the most high God. But this is what God does with marriage. God says that marriage is a picture of him. That's what he says. Exactly. It is. And we use marriage to demonstrate the point of God made my life worse. A lot of people feel like the wife made their life worse. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's some... And then wives some, feel like... Right. White wives, too, made has their made their life, life worse. Because I have definitely felt that, too. And you just expressed that. Yeah. I just expressed that. So, um, but a lot of times it's either God disciplining us or it's the result of our choices, which is in my book, Dying to Submit. Like, I, I done told... <laughs> I done told the point. But that's the point. It boils yeah. down to those two things. It's you are subjected to this because of a choice you made. Whether you made it too early or you fornicated or you had some sin and then it brought these things into your life or God is just loving you. That's all. It hurt, but he just loving you. Yeah. Yeah. Them clothes in that washing machine, they get brutalized. I know, right? Man, them clothes. How you used to wash clothes like back in the day, or even right. you know, still. They yeah, may when have they to used wash to use those boards and stuff, they yeah. <laughs> or, or put it on a rock, and you just like uh, that's hard. That's it seems brutal. It yeah. seems rough. Yeah. It seems like too much. Yeah. But you know that shows you the extent that God will go to in order to clean you, in order to cleanse you. It's a process, and and it's not comfortable all the time, but it's very necessary. Vital and it's important, right? And I'm trying to figure out which one to choose because it just came to me. But I'm gonna read two, and you tell me which one you feel like is hitting for what we're talking about. The first one says First Corinthians nine twenty seven in the ESV version. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Mm. And that hit heavy, I think, just for homes. Because it's like, I feel like it's so many men that will do so much for all this ministry stuff outside of their home when your first ministry is your home. So you're actually disqualified because you're not dealing with your Mm. first ministry. Mm. And then this is the other one that I was looking at that says... um, uh, Revelations 319 ESV, those whom I love... I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Mm. So be zealous and repent. Like be zealous in that repentance, bro. For real. I think they both fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they go together, huh? Yeah. 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 So yeah. for people that aren't married that are listening to this, I think the now listen again, we said let the Holy Spirit give you what you need to get from this conversation. Um, but I think the main point that we're driving home is that God loves you. Don't think that God doesn't love you because of what you're going through. 99.9% of the time, he's using what you're going through to demonstrate his love. Ultimately, if you hang in there, that's a fact. That's the truth. You don't belong to a God that's into abusing his children. Like some of these churches be doing. Right. They be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, sexually sometimes abusing you. And we equate that physical building or these people who pretend to know and love God with the actual God. And it's a lot of times it's night and day. Yep. The Most High God is not trying to abuse you. He don't whatever abuse He does you. is for your is for correction, reproof. If he he's trying to 
to bring to bring out something better. He's you know uh, uh, purifying gold, silver, in order to bring out the true nature of that thing, to bring out the shine, to bring out the glow, uh, the, the the beauty in it. And we've shown y'all. We talked about some of our struggles, and they were hard. But look at what it brought. It brought you this conversation. If yes, those indeed. things hadn't happened for God to use, you wouldn't have the wisdom that you're gleaming from right now. So whatever you're going through in your relationship, in your marriage, in your peopling, if it's Something that you feel like God just must not like me or I just can't. This is never going to work. I felt like that in my marriage. I felt like that in my relationship with God. You preaching now. Who you preaching? Just understand that God may be using that very thing to answer the prayer that you forgot that you prayed. Mm. That's a fact. He might be using that thing. God uses difficult things. We be looking for just miracles. I'm sorry. God don't be just dropping miracles because he wants a heart change. And a miracle normally don't change your heart. Man. Normally, it's a length and a span of some suffering that does it because that's just how we are. Yeah. We don't get it until yeah. we suffer. Yeah, that's just that's how it is. So that's... he's loving you by allowing certain things to occur. Now, if you being abused, that ain't God. We made that clear. That's not God is not abusing you. But if you're going through some things that's making your flesh cry out, it's something that God is clearing up. For real. For real. So accept that love. Accept Why are you making it. that face? Why are you nah, making that face and holding gets, your chest? Because it gets hard. It, yeah, it, it really gets does so, get oh hard. My, it gets so hard. And you have no clue why it's so hard. Oh, it's my like, gosh. The Lord is so drawing hard. you back to himself. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's I think we should. I, don't, I know we don't normally do this, but I think we should pray a prayer for people who are in a hard place with God or their spouse. I just felt like Indeed. we should do that. God, do it, do it. So God, we come to you, and we first repent of our sins. Yes, Lord. We are not without error or sin, God, and you still love us. Yes, God. So we just repent of our sins. The things that we know that we're doing wrong and maybe pretending that we're not. Forgive us, Lord. And the things that we know that we're doing wrong. We just pray that you will forgive us for those things. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that we thank you for Yeshua, that we have him, the physical manifestation of you. Yes, Lord. That we can go to and pray to who a war on our behalf. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We ask Hallelujah. right now, God, that every person who is hurting, who feels agony in their heart, who feels, oh, I'm about to cry, because I know that pain, that pain that somebody feels, like they feel like they have no hope. They have no choice. They don't know how to get out of what they're in. They feel like there's no way. Hmm. I've been there, God, that dark place. But you met me there. That's where you met me. I was about to 
take my life away. And you met me right there on that floor. Hallelujah. And I just pray that you will meet them there, God. Yes, Lord. That you will meet them there and you will minister to their heart. Yes, Father. So that they will come to know you through this hard place. And that you will deliver them from it as they are obedient to your will and not just their own. Hallelujah. Your will, God. Thank you for loving them. We pray that something will occur this week to show them you love them besides just this episode. Because you're showing them in this episode. You're taking our time to stop and make sure that they understand that you love them right now. On top of that, we pray that you will show them something else. Thank you. That your love is real and you're for them and you're there for them. May they turn back to you if their backs are against you, God. May they turn back to you. Bless their home, the children that may be involved. Um, Just the, um, the breakdown. We pray that you will restore. We love you and we trust you for it. And we know that you're able as we walk in your will it don't happen without participation from us doing what you said so help them do what you say god hallelujah in the name of yeshua i pray amen amen thanks for listening be sure to follow transparency the podcast on instagram at transparency the podcast we'll talk to y'all next time if there is a next time oh my gosh (laughs) 